0: Why do some countries have kings and queens, but they no longer make laws? How are countries around the world governed? What is a theocracy? What is an oligarchy, an autocracy, a democracy? What is a democratic republic? What is a totalitarian dictatorship? What is anarchy? We'll answer these questions and many more in today's episode on government systems. Welcome to Wiser World, a podcast for busy people who need a refresher on all things world. Here we explore different regions of the globe, giving you the facts and context you need to think historically about current events. I truly believe that the more we learn about the world, the more we embrace our shared humanity. I'm your host, Ali Roper. Thanks for being here.
1: Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money?
0: In the past few months, the British royal family has been all over the press with Queen Elizabeth's passing, Harry's new book out, and I have seen a lot more questions about what exactly the royals do. And people in the United States are often surprised to learn, or maybe they just forget, that many countries have vastly different theories on how governing people, governing a country should be done. And so today I want to help with that just a little bit. Last episode, we learned about economic systems and we discussed the different ideas on how an economy should be run. But this time we're going to talk about the different systems of government. Just like with economic theory, there have been diverse opinions on how countries and regions should be governed, you know, as far back as we have evidence of humans. Most people agree that if a group of people gets together, um, creates a society, that that society needs certain rules in order to function properly. And if there are rules, who decides those rules? Who has the power to enforce those rules? Who governs the society to make sure that things are functioning properly? And how do those people get in power and then maintain that power? Who follows up on the rules? What are the punishments if you break the rules, right? These are the questions about how do we govern a society? And these basic questions are really around the major idea of what is the best way to do this? And there are are lots of different opinions should one person do the ruling and they appoint people to work under them should a small group of people make the decisions should people be elected by the general population to rule over them these questions naturally lead to more questions like okay once somebody's in power how long do they stay there until they die for a certain number of years can they be kicked out right it gets really complicated really quickly very, very few people believe in no government, no government at all, no ruling of people at all is what many call anarchy. No one's in charge. And usually this is complete chaos. That's anarchy. If someone says, my house is anarchy, that they're saying that their house is complete chaos. Some countries, when they are in the middle of a civil war, they dissolve into anarchy. No one trusts the police. No one knows who's running the show. No one knows exactly what the rules are. Chaos. That is anarchy. The rest of the world's governments, however, typically fall under one of three major categories, which I'm going to teach today to keep things simple. The three major categories are democracy, autocracy, and oligarchy. And I want you to think of these three words as giant umbrellas, and almost all of the governments in the world today fall under one of these umbrellas. So let's start with the umbrella of democracy. When you think of democracy, think rule by the many. A democracy is a system of government in which leaders rule with the consent of the citizens. The citizens vote on who should rule over them the rule of the many. There are a few different types of democracies. The first is a direct or a pure democracy. This is where every person votes on the decisions the government makes. So this would mean that if your city had a direct democracy, you yourself would vote on everything. There'd be no proxies, no one representing your opinions. You yourself would vote. Ancient Greece at one point had a direct democracy, and direct democracies don't really exist today, and one of the issues with them is that most citizens don't have the time to spend voting on everything, right? They need to, like, have a job and work and take care of their families. Imagine how absolutely crazy that would be in your country if everyone voted on everything, right? Another issue is that with a direct democracy, it's basically majority rule, so minority groups aren't well represented in direct democracies. So from that, the idea of a representative democracy was born. Another word for a representative democracy is a republic. A republic is where citizens vote and elect other people to represent them in government. You vote for a person who runs for election by sharing their values and opinions, and then that person votes on particular issues kind of like in your name. Sure, citizens do vote on some things, but most of the policies and issues are decided by elected officials. The United States is a democratic republic. Sometimes, you know, you see on TV like the late night talk show hosts going out on the streets and. People, What kind of government does the United States have? And people like don't know. You know now the United States is a democratic republic. Many countries in the world are some form of republic. So when you think of republic, think of the word rep. Right at the beginning. And then think, oh, republic representative. Okay, we elect people to represent us. And this works in many ways because you aren't voting all the time. Right. That's good for you. The downside is that sometimes the person that you wanted to have elected doesn't get elected. And so someone else is representing you that you don't actually agree with. Right. So there's issues with every form of government. There are different types of republics, such as a presidential republic, where the president is the head of government and is elected independently of the legislature. The legislature is the group of people who make laws, right? There's no prime minister in a presidential republic. The United States is a presidential republic. There are also what are called semi-presidential republics, where there is a president and a prime minister who both participate actively in running the country. The prime minister is usually appointed Appointed by the president. France and Egypt have this type of semi-presidential republic. Another type is a parliamentary republic where the prime minister is the head of the government and leads the legislature, and she or he is usually chosen by the legislature. Germany and India have this kind of republic. So again, lots of different types, but republic means representatives. Another type of democracy is called a constitutional monarchy. This is where there is a queen or king Hence the word monarchy, a monarch, king or queen, but they do not have absolute political power. Instead, people vote and elect representatives to govern them in a parliament or a congress or whatever, a lawmaking group. But the king or queen only exists as a figurehead and they have to follow the rules of the constitution. We see this type of government in many, many countries the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, Cambodia, Belgium, Thailand, Morocco, Jordan, Kuwait, many, many more. In some of these, countries, the monarch has basically no real governing power. Like they cannot walk into the room and make a law. Nope. In other countries, the monarch has a bit more power, but is still subject to the governing elected body. And the way to remember what a constitutional monarchy is, is think, okay, constitution comes before the monarch in that word, right? So that means the constitution is more important than the monarch. The monarch is subject to the constitution. So when you see the British royals in a tabloid as you're checking out at the grocery store, I hope from now on you think constitutional monarchy, constitutional monarchy from now on. The the royals have some influence, sure, but no real lawmaking ability. All right, now we have talked about the democracy umbrella, and let's go now to autocracy. That's spelled A-U-T-O-C-R-A-C-Y, autocracy. Now, when you thought of democracy, you think rule by the many. When you think autocracy, I want you to think rule by one. Once I learned what the word autocratic meant, like, oh, wait, that's based in autocracy. I started seeing it everywhere, even in the parenting books that I read, right? Autocratic means rule by the one autocracy. An autocracy is a system of government when one person rules with unlimited power and authority. This one person gets and maintains power either through an inheritance, such as a king or queen, or through force, like a military coup, you know, when the military steps in and puts a single person into power. For purposes of simplicity, I'm going to talk really only about three types of autocracies under this umbrella. The first type is an absolute monarch. This is a king or queen who has control of the government and really rules the roost. They usually are born into that position. There aren't a ton of absolute monarchs in the world today. There are some uh, Brunei, Oman, Saudi Arabia. This isn't to say that there aren't other leaders in these countries, but these countries are run by a monarch who has a lot of lawmaking power. The next type of autocracy is a dictatorship. I'm sure you've heard this word. A dictatorship is when one person takes over the government, typically with military force. The leader is called a dictator. Syria and Sudan currently have dictators. They really rule by force and fear. A totalitarian dictatorship, that's a mouthful, it is an extreme form of dictatorship where the leader claims total control over pretty much all the daily activities of the citizens and tries to control their thinking. It's complete total the hence totalitarian. North Korea is an example of a totalitarian dictatorship. It's really pretty nuts to learn about. Nobody really enjoys living under a totalitarian dictatorship. You can listen to my North Korea episodes, North Korea 101 episodes, to give you some context of what life is like. Dictatorships usually use the military and police to enforce their beliefs through fear over the people, or so history has showed us so far. So now we have autocracy. Underneath it, we have um, absolute monarchs, dictatorships, and totalitarian dictatorships. Let's go to the third umbrella. The last one is an oligarchy. O-L-I-G-A-R-C-H-Y. Oligarchy. We have rule by the many, democracy. Rule by the one, autocracy. Oligarchy is rule by the few. So... This is a system of government in which a small group of people holds power. This group gets and maintains power by wealth or military or corruption or social positioning or a combo of all of these things. An oligarchy is usually a small elite group of people from one political party that holds all the power. They are not elected. It's not a democracy. China is considered an oligarchy. It has a small group of people from the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, that run the government and also plan out much of the economy in the country. Sometimes an oligarchy is called a one party or a dominant party system because usually in an oligarchy, any opposition to this small group gets suppressed. Sometimes these countries have presidents or, like, head leaders, but that person is subject to the small group of leaders as a whole. Oligarchies historically have been quite ruthless. People use political influence, family ties. They want to get into this inner circle to be in the room where it happens. And if you want to learn more about an oligarchy in action, you can listen to my episodes on The Last 100 Years in China. Okay, so now that we've covered these three major umbrellas, there is one that we haven't talked about yet, and that's because it can sometimes fit into the autocratic or the oligarchic umbrella, depending on the organization or country. And this type of government is called a theocracy, T-H-E-O-C-R-A-C-Y. A theocracy is a form of government where God or gods, like deities, are seen as the supreme rulers. These deities or deity then bestow power on humans to rule based on religious law. That's the belief. Everyone must obey religious law in a theocratic country. The religious law or commandments or whatever you want to call them, they are treated as the law of the land. So, for example, let's say that the United States was a Christian theocracy. It's not. I'm just using this as an example. But let's say that. One of the commandments in Christian theology is to keep the Sabbath day holy or to not work on the Sabbath day, which is typically Sunday for most Christians. If this were a theocracy, then the government could punish you by giving you a fine or taking you to prison or whatever if you didn't keep the Sabbath day holy, even if you weren't Christian. The commandments would become the law of the land and the police could enforce that law upon you.
2: I'm Jane Polez.
1: So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So
0: some theocracies are autocracies, where the people believe that a deity has chosen a king or a queen or a single person to rule over the people. And sometimes the theocracy is an oligarchy, where there's like a group of priests who are chosen to rule over the people and make sure that religious law is being upheld. Historically, theocracies have been quite strict, uh, serving God before the citizenry. So. Typically, theocracies are not democratic in nature. They were very popular in the past. Most ancient texts from most continents, especially Asia and the Middle East, show theocracies, like ancient Israel was a theocracy. The rule of the land was also the rule of God. Some examples of modern theocracies today are Iran and the Vatican City. Very different types of theocracies. The Vatican City is the smallest country in the world. It's only 109 acres, so that's like one-eighth the size of Central Park in New York City. And the Pope is the chief of state in the Vatican. Now, the largest theocracy today is Iran. Iran's laws are called Sharia law, which is a form of Islamic law. So if you break Sharia law, you are breaking the law of the land. And this is why recently there have been protests over women having to wear the hijab or the head covering in Iran. This is a religious law in that country, so women must abide by that rule regardless of their religion, or they risk punishment. And if you want to learn more about the theocracy of Iran, I find it very, very interesting, and I made episodes on on it. My Iran 101 episodes are really worth a listen if you're interested in seeing a theocracy today, modern time. Most countries are directly trying to not be a theocracy. In fact, many countries believe that church and state should be separated, and that's very clear. They do not want it so that if you break a church commandment, the city police can come after you, right? So most countries in the world are trying to do the opposite of a theocracy, while a theocracy is trying to combine church and state. Okay, so let's do a review. We've covered it. Democracy, first umbrella, rule of the many, direct democracy, republic, constitutional monarchy. Those are all under the democratic umbrella. Next, we have autocracy, rule of the one. We have an absolute monarch, dictatorship, totalitarian dictatorship, all under the autocratic umbrella. And then we have this other umbrella, oligarchy. That's rule of the few. Sometimes it's called dominant party system, one party system. And lastly, we have theocracy, which is rule of religion, right? Religious law becomes the law of the land. And anarchy, which is rule by no one. There are a few types of governments that I haven't covered today simply because they aren't all that common anymore, or they were only used in the past and don't apply to modern times. Now that you know what these government types are, you know these vocab words a little bit more clearly in your mind— I wouldn't be surprised if you start noticing them everywhere. I know that that was the case for me. And I feel like I start seeing them in the shows that I watch and the books that I read and the things that I consume online. I start seeing these words everywhere. And it's very helpful to understand what they mean. So I hope that this has been helpful to you. If it was, I would love it if you shared it with somebody or shared it with a teacher. I know that these episodes can be really helpful for students, high school students in particular, for reviewing for tests and also just supplementary material, extra credit. I also would love it if you consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps people to find me if I have a lot of reviews. So I really appreciate your support. And until next time, let's go make the world a little wiser.